0: Again, and welcome to another episode of Better Than the Movie. I am Jeanette, she is Tamika, and we are here talking books. How are you today, my friend?
1: Fantastic. How are you?
0: <laughs> I am. Uh, was it too blessed to be stressed? Amen. Praise all
1: praises, <laughs> all praises to the Most High. We are um, on episode. Is this episode fifteen?
0: It is episode fifteen. So, we have to plan some.
1: do we do something at our milestones, like, you know, 25th,
0: 50th? Oh, we should plan something fun for episode 25, every quarter, every quarter to a century, right? 25, 50, Yeah, then we'll
1: really turn up for the episode. <laughs> I don't know, pretty young in podcast years, I was looking at other podcasts that I that I like, I'm like, jeez, we've been doing this for a long time. We've got a lot under our belt and they're like on episode 152. So yeah. We're still babies, but yeah, maybe we'll do something fun like a
0: giveaway or a something. It would yeah, be cool if we can get a fun special guest. We'll have to cook up some things.
1: All right, all right, all right. Um, uh, we have a lot happening in this week's episode. <laughs> so we need to get started. Do you so, want to explain what we're doing? Maybe you were about to.
0: Sure. Yeah. No. Um so this week's episode is going to seemingly be all over the place, but it has an overall theme. Um the last couple of episodes have been pretty heavy, I'd say. So we want to do something light and fun. And so we decided to just come up with all these different sorts of categories. Um, relating to books and literature, and then uh, tell you guys about some books that relate to the categories. Does that?
1: Yeah. So
0: okay.
1: This is just light fun. You got it. I think you got it all in. All right. Do you want to start? Let's sure. Start.
0: Okay. So we say this is going to be light and fun, and then the first one is... The first one is... <laughs> name a book that made you cry. <laughs> so light and
1: fun. It is light and fun. So what was your pick?
0: So, mine was, uh, and I think I've mentioned this on an episode previously, was My Sister's Keeper by Jody Pico. Oh, okay. And I didn't cry because I was emotional, per se. I cried because I was surprised at, spoiler alert, how the death happened, because I had been prepping myself for the character to die in one way, Yeah. and then, just kidding, I'm going to kill her like this. Okay, so, okay.
1: I threw that book across the room when I got to the end. I felt okay. like they had toyed with my emotions.
0: I I, re- I, remember exactly what happened when I read this book. <laughs> like, exactly. Because I was reading it for a um, 100 Books and 100 Days thing. And so, like, it was a sat- Sunday evening. I was reading it in my living room, and I, like... Sobbing and like just let it fall from my fingers gently, like I was just so distraught. I but understand. I, ugh, yeah, yeah. Although surprisingly, I'm I'm usually like a really big crybaby and like really sensitive, but it, I had to think a lot about a book that made me cry.
1: You know what? Too that was my first Jody Picot book and it Pico? whatever. Yeah. And I was not used to her reindeer games, so I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> prepared for that but it wasn't a bad book Uh, okay if you have not read that one though check it out it's pretty good there's also a movie but i'm not going to recommend it because it has cameron
0: diaz in it don't go see that movie okay and not only because it has cameron diaz who i'm not the biggest fan of but because it just wasn't a good adaptation okay okay
1: fine don't see the movie read the book (laughs) that's what we that's what we're all about mine was an untamed state by roxane gay If you have never read it, I will not spoil it very much for you, but An Untamed State is um, about a woman who goes to Haiti. I think we've talked about this book before, but a woman who goes to Haiti. Her family is from Haiti. She returns there with her husband for some sort of family trip, and she is kidnapped because her family is well off, and she is um, kidnapped for seven days, eight days, some craziness because her father won't pay the five. No, he won't pay the (laughs) ransom. (laughs) He he won't pay the ransom. And so um, everything that you can imagine happens to a beautiful woman when she's kidnapped by hooligans um, happens to this lady and it was very difficult to read and so yeah, I cried several times through that book. And not just that part, but even the after, you know,
0: the later parts in the book uh, made me cry
1: too, so yeah, that was
0: mine. Yeah, that one I actually and I normally read books straight through. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to put that one down a couple times.
1: Yeah, I yeah, you know what? I did it because I had been waiting for that book to come out for weeks, and when it when I when it finally did, I just wanted to see. Like it was enough to keep me, you know, turning pages, but it was very traumatic. Like it was very. You know, like, hang on a second. Okay, let me come back. Like, I mean, I know what you're saying, step away. But I would put it down for, like, a minute and go (laughs) cry and get myself together and come back for more punishment. So, anyway, it was tough. Tough book, but good book. Very good good. book. All right. (laughs) (laughs) The next one we said, name the last book you didn't finish. Oh, and just so you know, we can't see each other's list, so this is a pleasant surprise. So we'll see if we have any that are the same.
0: I know as I was compiling my list I was like I wonder like some things I changed because I was like I wonder if she might pick that so I'm not gonna pick it
1: <laughs> so we'll see
0: though so. <laughs> well it was some of the, like some of the more generic questions okay. not the more ones that are like personality driven okay so the last book I didn't finish was called before we Met by an author named Lucy Whitehouse and it was I I found this book because it, you know how in Goodreads it pops up and says like, oh, if you like this book, you'll like X, Y, and Z. So I found this book because it popped up there. So I was like, okay, let's see. I think it popped up for either like The Husband's Secret or Gone Girls or something. But so it was about this woman who her husband doesn't return from a business trip. Okay. And like there's no record of him anywhere. And so Mm -hmm. now they're trying to figure out, like, what happened? I don't even think I got, like, 50 pages in. It was just terribly boring. And so (laughs) I wanted more from it, and it just did not give me what I needed it to give me within, like, those first 50 pages. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put this on the back burner, and yeah. Yeah.
1: What was the name of that one?
0: Uh, Before We Met. Before We Met.
1: Okay. Okay. I've never heard of it. Okay. Mine I was the girl on the train. <laughs> Let me tell you why. I didn't finish this book. One, it didn't really grab me right away. It was kind of, eh. I don't know. And two, they screwed themselves because a lot of their marketing and the blurbs that they chose to use were this is this year's Gone Girl and it's the best unreliable narration since Gone Girl and it's Gone Girl fans will devour this thriller and Gone Girl, Gone Girl. And I mean, it's kind of like saying... I mean, Gone Girl is a huge, huge, huge book, so it's kind of like saying, you know, this girl is the next Beyonce. Like, there's (laughs) no way you're going to live up to that, so choose something else. Like, it's fine to say that it's a psychological thriller with a woman who is kind of, quote-unquote, the bad guy or the unreliable narrator. That's fine. There's plenty of books out there like that. Gone Girl is not the first. So I don't know why they they tried to ride those coattails. So anyway, I went into it with that expectation, and it just didn't land. It's the story of a girl... I think her name is um, Rachel. Rachel. And she takes the train every morning. She starts to, like, watch, stalk this couple. And then things start to happen, and I don't really know what happened because... (laughs) <laughs> we're reading it. um so yeah that was the last book i didn't finish but it's really popular and i know that i'm not the first person that didn't finish this book because i remember seeing on my goodreads feed a couple of people that like started it and like a few days later they were like nope <laughs> so so have you read this book at all
0: i have somebody picked it for a book club yes and, and i suffered through it like i think i finished it probably literally 20 minutes before I had to go discuss it.
1: Is it the writing that's bad, or what did you find the plot to be
0: bad? So, the writing was okay. The plot was very heavy-handed, and I figured out the mystery of it about mm, halfway through. Mm -hmm. So, I was like, okay... Unless I am completely wrong, there's all this foreshadowing. Like, you like you can figure out who the killer, killer is if you're just paying attention. Okay. And I don't like that. Like, I don't like to be – like, I don't – I want you to – if you're going to tell me that you're giving me a suspenseful book, then I want to be surprised. I don't right. want to be able to predict it, and then when I get to the end – I'm right.
1: And, you know, that's one of the reasons that I liked Gone Girl, even though I didn't like Gone Girl. Like, I thought it was, you know, at some point, you know, especially towards the end, like, oh, give me a break. But it did surprise me. It did shock me. It was very original and kind of fresh twist you know what i mean like the twists were so twisty (laughs) that i wasn't mad about it even though i found it completely implausible and weird but you know then i read the rest of her work and i realized that's just kind of her thing yeah so yeah the girl on the train was the last book i did not finish
0: okay so the next book is i mean the next category is name a book with the animal with an animal in the title um Promise I can read today. So, my pick was Water for Elephants by Sarah Bruin. That was almost mine, but I knew you were (laughs) going to pick that one. (laughs) Oh, man. Did you like Water for Elephants? Loved it. Me too. Did you see the
1: movie? I did. I did. And they did a decent job. Even though. I did not see the movie. I think there was a miscast. I think that the female lead should not have been Reese Witherspoon, but it should have been Rachel McAdams.
0: Okay. That's none of my business. So. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I mean, are we talking about these books like plot? Yeah. Yeah. Give a little. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Give them some. Right. So it's um essentially a story of a young man who joins a circus and lots of things happen (laughs) in the circus. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. So okay. So you know how they did? Um, and this is going completely off topic, but I'm gonna come back. How they how they did um American Horror Story. I think it was just called Circus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gave yeah. you, like, the, the oh, no, it's called Freak Show. And they gave you, like, the behind the scenes of, like, the freak show or whatever. That's essentially what this book does. But then there's, like, a love story in it, too. And it's a good book. Yeah. It's really good. I'm not doing it justice, but it's good.
1: I wasn't expecting it. Like, um, everybody had been talking about it, and I'm one of those. The more everybody talks about it, the longer it takes me to read it mm-hmm. for the most part. And so when I finally did pick up this book, I read it, and I didn't think I was like I'm not really Oh, it's about a circus, eh. but it's so good and so well written and when they start talking about the elephant, I didn't think I was going to care about the elephant and I cared about the elephant <laughs> <laughs> and I think I read that book. Oh my gosh. I think I read it in one day and I like I I've said before uh, my reading a book in one day days are far and few now. <laughs> and so but it was such a really, really good book. If you haven't read it, even if you read, you know, the summary and you feel like, oh it'll sound like my thing, I encourage you to give it a shot anyway, because it was really good. The movie was well done. They did a good job with it. Like I said, I just saw my whole time though when you when I read the book, the person I saw was Rachel McAdams. And so then when it was Reese Witherspoon, I was like, huh <laughs> so it was fine though. What was your animal book? My animal book was actually Tears of the Giraffe by and- Alexander McCall Smith. Nice. And um, Tears, of the- Tears of the Giraffe is the one of the number one ladies detective agency books. It's actually the second one. And the number one ladies detective agency is basically about a, a ladies detective agency. Her name is ran by a lady named Precious Ramatsui Ramotswi. Precious. And she lives in Botswana. And in this particular... And so she saw cases, and she's got her a man. She's super cute and funny. Her husband, she calls him uh, JLB Matakoni, and she calls him that every time. Uh, all through the story. Like That's what they refer to. Anyway, these books, if you've never read the number one ladies detective agency, are super charming and really cute, kind of light mysteries. Nothing, you know, too intense. But in this particular one, she's just started to get... She On the first one, like, she has a couple of cases one she kind of tracks a wife that is supposedly cheating her husband comes to her agency to find out what's going on with his wife there's a the second mystery is of a maid that they think might be stealing and then the third and kind of the biggest one is a a lady comes in and her son who is I believe uh, American man, he disappears. He had come to Botswana to live, and he had disappeared, and she just couldn't, they said that he got lost and maybe, I don't know, eaten by lions or something, I don't know. And um, that's not what ended up happening, so she had to find out what really happened to the son, so it was really good. Cute. Fun, really good series. So Tears of the draft by Alexander McCall
0: Smith. I need to still read the rest of those. I read the first one and then I never continued on. It's a lot
1: though. There are a lot of them. There's no hurry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. they're like they're not in the they're not really set in the distant past, but there's not like a whole lot of like so like, oh, she flipped open her phone or anything. Right, right, that. right. So, yeah. so they're pretty timeless, I think. Kai. Okay. All right, the next one, next category is name a book that has the same name as a song. Mine was, this is kind of a cheat, it was All Fall Down by Jennifer Weiner. <laughs> I guess it's not because they're Swing Around the Rosie, but I was also thinking, like, All Falls Down, like Kanye West. Oh,
0: I was thinking of Kanye West song.
1: Okay. Good. So, All Falls Down is the story of, it's by Jennifer Weiner. it's the story of a lady Allison some vice, vice is what it says, and she becomes addicted to painkillers, and it's just kind of the story of her spiraling out of control, and I mean, it's literally, that's the whole book. It's her spiraling out of control, and then towards the end, she you know, she hits her rock bottom. And it's one of, if you read Jennifer Wiener, it's one of her best books to me. And so I highly, highly, highly recommend that one. It's really funny, and I had some interaction with her on Twitter about that book, and some of the things that I did not like about it. And she actually said that she would reprint it, but I'll save that story for another time. I mean, she would make the edits in reprints, but I'll, I'll tell you guys about that another time.
0: Oh, look at you and your six degrees of separation story. It's not me this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, Tamika won. Jeanette, 500. <laughs> so,
0: Oh, man. Okay, mine, I actually had to think really hard about this because as much as I love music and books, mm-hmm. I couldn't find very many books that I read that had the same title as a song. Mm-hmm. But I finally found one um and it's Heart of the Matter by Emily Giffen
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I know oh, I God. can't remember who uh um, I know made the song. No, it's a that's a remake. Uh, the yeah, NDRI, oh, the N.D.R.E. one. Yeah, N.D.R.E., she remade it from somebody else, and it's some white man, and I want to okay. say it's like Don Henley or something, okay. but I'm not 100% sure. Um, that was real, whatever. But, so, Heart of the Matter is a story about two women whose lives intersect Uh, when an accident happens, and one mm. of the women's child is injured, and that kid becomes the patient of the other one's husband, and so, yeah, it kind of, like, goes back and forth mm. between their points of views, and story goes on and on and on. I haven't read it in years, so I do not remember the finer points of the plot. Mm,
1: it's not hard to forget.
0: <laughs> yeah, so... But, yeah, I mean, it was it was a decent book. It wasn't my favorite Emily Giffen book, but... Yeah, it wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad. It just... Yeah. Alright, right, All right,
1: right <laughs> on. <laughs> so, let's see. Alright,
0: so... The next one is name a book written by an author whose initials like first and last name are the same okay All right, so mine is uh, Grown Up Kind of Pretty by Jocelyn Jackson. In this book, the matriarch of the family is named Big. So Big is 45. Her daughter Liza is 30, so obviously she had her at 15. And then Liza's daughter, who's the main character of this book, Mosey, is 15. So Liza had a kid at 15 as well. So Big basically thinks that every 15 years, God sends her a trial that she has to overcome or whatever. So Liza has suffered a stroke Mm -hmm. and there's this tree in the backyard of the family and it's been, it's being cut down for some reason or another. I can't remember. And so when the tree gets cut down, this box opens up and it's the bones of a baby with a blanket, a dress and a baby toy. So they have to figure out like whose baby is this and why is it buried in their backyard? And the main character, Mosey, is like dealing with the whole coming of age thing. And there's some stuff with her and her male best friend, like not sexual stuff but you know just trying to figure out her footing in the world so to speak so that's that the hmm. grown-up kind of pretty
1: I think I've heard of that book before huh
0: I'll have to read it yeah I found out about it from um when I went to beA the hmm. author was there pubbing another book and <laughs> yeah
1: so i cheated again i had to search <laughs> i couldn't think of anybody i had to search like i literally googled like authors with alliterative
0: names
1: <laughs> um and i found okay so <laughs> this book i really hate this book chris like it's little b by chris cleave mm. right so i'm gonna give this book the I'll try to, it's basically little B is a story of a girl that's a Nigerian refugee and she goes to an event happens. I won't spoil it because a lot of people really like this book, but something happens, you know, at a time. And so she runs in... she runs into this couple, something really tragic happens or horrible happens. And then how can I explain it? She sees the couple again years later and then she becomes basically the magical Negro and the <laughs> end. So, little B by Chris Cleave. I don't know. I hated that book. If you guys read it, it's well written, and it's kind of twisty. I hated the ending. I hated the Magical Negro element. I just did not like the book very much. But it was extremely popular at one point And people were talking about it like it was the greatest thing since To Kill a Mockingbird. And it just was not. <laughs> but um, it fit the game. So, right. Chris Lee, Did you have you read this book?
0: I haven't, and the reason why I haven't read it is because everybody I know that read it said what you just said.
1: Okay, so, don't read it, read it, I don't care. But, <laughs> I wanted to follow the rule of the game. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs>
1: name the worst book. <laughs> I did not come up with this. This sounds like something that maybe the people think because I am the abrasive one of <laughs> that I would have come up with. <laughs> but I did not. Full disclosure, it was not me. Um, was it me? It was definitely you. <laughs> <laughs> So the worst book that I've read in the past year oh was Harvesting the Heart by Jody Picom. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jody. I have come to find that I just don't like her books very much. So this book is oh God. It, this is about a lady with mother, mommy issues. She was abandoned by her mother. Her name is um, Paige. And so she gets, she goes to Chicago. She's like wanting to, she's an artist of some sort, but she, she's an artist slash Waitress, more waitress than artist, and she meets this doctor, and he's come from a really rich family, and his family wants him to marry rich, but of course he falls in love with the starving artist, and so they, she's going through the motions of like you know being acclimated into his world and his very wealthy family, but in her heart you know she's longing for her mother, and you know so then they have a child together, and she decides that this is just not her lifestyle after the baby's like almost one or some crap craziness, and she ends up leaving them behind to go, you guessed it, find her mother. And the name just goes downhill even more so from there. That sounds delightful. It was just very... I think I read this book at a time in my life where I was not really feeling rich people problems. Like, you married rich? Who cares? No. <laughs> <laughs> Play the game. Host a dinner party. Quit being an a-hole. But anyway, that was the worst book I read. I think I listened to this on audio, and it was uh, rough. It was rough. So, But I did finish it, so whatever. Anywho. Yo-go.
0: So the worst book that I've read in the past year and I went like not 2015 but from May to May so mm-hmm. um, was Beautiful Ruins by Jess Walter Okay, this is a book club selection that somebody at my work book club chose she was like oh my god this book is so amazing like I already read it but I'm going to read it again because I want you guys to read it so I'm like okay girl so it had promise right so it's the story of this guy Pasquale who is I believe a um, an innkeeper in Italy. So it's like 1960s Italy. And this woman comes to his inn. His inn is um, near Cinque Terre. Mm. But he's not on the inn that everybody goes to when they go to Cinque Terre. He's like in this little like in- inlet enclave where a lot of people didn't come. So this woman comes up to his inn and she decides she wants to stay there. And you know he doesn't know who she is until they learn more about each other. And she's this film star right mm-hmm. so she's allegedly in a movie with liz taylor and richard burton and this is supposed to be set during the time when liz taylor and i think i'm getting his name right richard burton
1: i think that's right
0: okay um when they were <laughs> together but this woman this fictional character is having an affair with richard burton and finds herself pregnant with his kid right oh right so that's one storyline What? that one okay. Okay, there's like 18 storylines in this book, so <laughs> which is one of the reasons why it's the worst. The other one, we follow Pasquale through his life and um, his ups and downs with his end and how he eventually marries this woman who doesn't really love him and her family really doesn't care for him. They just thought he had money. So that's another storyline. Then we jump over to, like, um, so remember the lady got pregnant by Richard Burton? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So her kid, he gets a storyline, right? And mm-hmm. then his girl gets a storyline. And then all these other people. It's like eight different storylines running mm. through this. And half of them could have been eliminated like we didn't need to know about them at all. And it, it, I think every chapter was a different person's point of view. Mm. And it went from, it spanned from like the 60s to present day. Oh wow. Oh God. And you never knew what you were getting once you turned the next page to the next chapter. So it didn't necessarily flow chronologically and it was just doing capital E, capital V, capital E <laughs> like everything. Oh, my like gosh.
1: Oh, way too- that yeah. description is making me tired.
0: <laughs> you know, I and then of course you know you have to be polite when people pick a book in book club. they be mm. like, oh, you know, I mean, it yeah, wasn't I mean, my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't my favorite, but you know, I read it.
1: Oh my gosh! Oh, oh let me. That sounds like a lot. That sounds like a whole lot.
0: It's a lot, and it was, like, really praised as, like, one of the best books of the year it came out and everything, and I was like, oh, Okay. All right, so Uh, next is uh, Name a Book You Wish wish You Had Written. And I chose The Taste of Salts by Martha Southgate. Okay. That's been on
1: my list a long time. Tell us.
0: You got to read it. It's good. So it's essentially about this woman named Josie who, so this woman, she is a, yes, she's a marine biologist and she lives in Massachusetts with her husband who, she's black by the way, Mm-hmm. All back she lives with her husband, who's white, and she doesn't really have too much to do with her hometown or her family because like her dad was um an alcoholic mm-hmm. and so he was pretty much not there for her, and she has a brother okay um, as well, and her brother struggles with addiction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so the story is really about someone coping with people in their lives who struggle with addiction and trying to pretty much trying to like escape that or whatever and then come into the realization that you know addiction is not something that is easy for people to cope with and kind of like it kind of gives you like a humanized view of the struggle of people who are addicted to uh, controlled substances so um it was really really good though and i really
1: enjoyed Mm. it we'll have to move it on up move her on up Okay, let's see. Mine was, this is pretty cliche, but I wish I had written To Kill a Mockingbird. Because To Kill a Mockingbird, of course, we all know the story, so I won't <laughs> do that synopsis. But I, I will say why I wish I wrote it is because to me, uh, aside from being a good book, it's a really well-written book. And it also, I just love the characters. I like the pacing of this story. I loved, um, she did an excellent job of writing the setting. The dialogue was just on point. I just love that book. I mean, everybody loves that book, but if I, you know, was to write a, you know, the great American novel, I would want it to be along those same lines. So if I, if there, if I had to name a book that I had written, it would be To Kill a Mockingbird because why not? <laughs> so... I just think, I thought that was just like such a perfect, clear, you know, everybody loves it. You can be not a reader and really be into the story or, you know, I almost said a Toni Morrison one, but I think that if I had the ability to write something like that, I would be insufferable. Like,
0: you
1: know, <laughs> hold my calls, walk to Brooklyn for my cheesecake. Like, I would yes. be out of control. So, yeah. Let's see. The funniest, name the funniest book you've read. Mine... Go ahead, you do yours first.
0: Mm, okay, so I had to search high and low mm-hmm. <laughs> for a, a funny, funny book that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And the one I picked is super random. Um, It's called Love em or Leave 'Em, but Don't Get Stuck with the Tab. And okay. It's by Lonnie Love. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like a dating advice book. And I don't know why, like, I don't even think I've ever seen any of Lonnie Love's, like, stand-up or anything like that, but I laughed so hard, because, like, the way that she composed it was, like, it's, like, an old-school advice column, mm-hmm. so, you know, she gives, you know, like, oh, such-and-such has happened to me, what should I do to deal with it or whatever?
1: Oh, okay. And,
0: like, the, like and she uses a lot of real-life illustrations to kind of hone in on the points that she wants to make. But it was flipping hilarious. Like, I don't even remember how this book came on my radar, or how I even got it. Because oh, I didn't know? buy it. I think somebody, like, I don't know.
1: Lonnie Love. Huh? I, yeah. think she's, I think she's pretty funny most of the time, too.
0: I don't, honestly, I don't think I know anything that she's, like, been in or anything.
1: But I watch her on, uh, my husband likes to watch those things on Court TV. True TV. Like, Ooh, the world's okay, funniest. Okay. yeah, yeah anyway she's pretty funny okay so i have two okay all right the first one was mixed mixed by angela nissel mm-hmm. i um just think she's funny in general um we talked about the broke diaries and some of her work in our funniest girls episode our funny girls episode and i just i just remember it's been a long time since i read this book but i remember laughing all through it and i don't really laugh um at books like I, you know what I mean like uproariously mm-hmm. but this one I just thought it was hilarious and she's really funny I wish that she would write another book I don't know on what but <laughs> I think she's really really, really funny so I, that was one of them it came out in 2006 so it's not super old but I'm super old so I don't think 2006 <laughs> is a long time ago Um, the another, the other one that I really really thought was funny was the Bab Handbook it's the official guide to the black American princess <laughs> <laughs> And this one came out, oh, it's been a long time, too. It says 2010. It seems like it came out before that, but I guess not. 2010? No, it came out before that. And it is just basically a book about bougie black girls and like this is what you wear if you're a BAP and this is a sorority you pledge if you're a BAP and I don't know I just thought it was funny because I'm like hey wait a second so <laughs> um <laughs> so those are my two picks I think the BAP handbook is like a fun kind of gift please don't read it and send me your emails well actually like I don't it's just fun it's supposed to be a humorous book so those are my two okay I bet you we both have the same one on this next one Name uh... the, do you think maybe name the book in your collection you've read with the most ridiculous cover I chose Tampa by Alyssa (laughs) Nutting
0: damn it that was good that's not what I chose but
1: okay Tampa we uh, have a whole episode on Tampa it's about a gross lady who plots on little kids but the cover of the book is
0: (laughs) vagina button
1: from a distance from a distance it looks like a vagina but it's really a buttonhole on a pink shirt. It's just freaking stupid. So, And um, if you've listened to that episode, you know how we feel about that book. So, moving on. What was moving
0: yours? On. So, mine was this book that's called I'm Down by a woman named Mishnah Wolf. Mm-hmm. And it's her. She's a white chick. And she's on the cover of this book with, like, the hugest like, Jufro. And the name of caricature. the book is I'm Down. I'm Down. So, the book is about... Her, she grew up with her. her <laughs> you just looked it up. Yeah, her um father raised her, uh, her single father, and so her father allegedly believed that he was black. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mm. So it was a mess Cause she, So they bl- grew up in an all black uh, Neighborhood or whatever and Yeah she said that her father strutted around With a short perm, <laughs> a Cosby-esque sweater Both the chains and a cane gall Wait a minute like, <laughs> like Jesse Jackson Did you enjoy this book? You know what, it was funny Mm-hmm. Because she didn't write it like, yeah, my daddy thought he was black. Hardy, har, 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 we sure love fried chicken.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so it's a funny one because I'm about to yeah. read that. That looks hilarious. <laughs> okay, yes, I'm adding that to my list of books to read. Thank you. Let's see <laughs> this cover. Okay. Okay. Name a book that was highly praised, but had you like, what? That's what you put. <laughs> I did. Um, I, had, so, I had not read that complete sentence when I uh, did this, so I <laughs> just got caught off guard.
0: Uh, that's hilarious. Um, so the book I picked was called the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Society. What? Yeah, by Marianne Schaefer and Annie Barrows. So, this book, and this had to be, yeah, this was when I was working at um, the place that majors in careers. Because, like, so there were a few girls that I worked with at a former job who were readers, like, I read. Mm mm-hmm. Um, and so they kept telling me about this book, like, oh my gosh, it's so good. It's so good. And then I kept seeing like stuff about it and like best of lists, like it was on like, and all this crap. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, let me figure out. So it is set in a 19 um this island is off of the uk um, mm-hmm. this guernsey island or whatever and so it's about this woman juliet who's exchanging letters with this guy um who lives in guernsey and like he's telling them everything that's going on um because their island was occupied by the germans at this point mm-hmm. and so like it's an um oh epistolic novel Mm -hmm. and i just couldn't and nothing about it really drew me in Mm, okay just like okay girl y'all say it's good but okay yeah neat and like i'm looking at good reason like it has like a four star rating and people still love it and uh, like even a lot of people i'm friends with on goodreads still gave it like four and five stars and i'm like "Mm, yeah girl
1: Huh? i have never heard of that book another day in my (laughs) black life Okay, so mine was the help. That's all. <laughs> Go on to the next one.
0: <laughs> so the next one is Name a Nonfiction Book That Changed Your Point of View. Okay. Go ahead.
1: Mine was A Year of Biblical Womanhood by Rachel Held Evans. Um this book is basically exactly what it sounds like. Uh, Rachel Held Evans is a who was a she was a woman who's a former like, you know, she grew up in the evangelical church. You know, the big big screens and I know everybody and I'm just, you know into Jesus kind of Southern Baptist type church and she ended up kind of stepping away from the church at some point in her life and so it's a little bit about that but the most of the book is about her taking the year to live the bible almost literally on um, the things that it says that a woman should do and what they shouldn't do. And the way she does it is very smart because she puts her all, all all into it. She's not doing it to make a mockery of anything. So each chapter she kind of explores, goes a little bit into in, in more depth about like the season in her life. When she talks about like preparing for Passover or preparing for the holidays and what it, she would follow all these things that they said to do literally. And then she would kind of apply it to her life and saying, okay, this is pretty cool. Like, of course, you know, I can't do this every day, but this is what I learned you know from this and one of the really cool things that she talked about was um this is why it was life-changing to me is because I mean I grew up I'm a Christian whether you choose to believe that or not it's fine but <laughs> I grew up in the same type of church and you always hear about the virtuous woman and I got so tired of going to virtuous woman things when I used to be a stay-at-home mother I used to go to try to go to church things and it would all be like being a virtuous woman being a good wife and mother and you know working yourself to death and sacrificing your life for your family and she kind of turned on its ear a little bit and said, You know, this book, this is supposed to be a love letter from a husband to his wife. And when she said that, it re- and then she kind of goes into more depth about it, but when she said that, it really changed my perspective about what that means and what it means to be, you know, quote-unquote, a virtuous woman um, in, in real terms. And it kind of changed the way I looked at religion and God uh, in a lot of different ways. I mean, not just this, but that was kind of that time in my life. Anyway, A Year of Biblical Womanhood by Rachel Held Evans, and she has another really good book out she has one that's new. I don't know if it's out yet. Called "Searching for Sunday," but the other one that I have been reading forever and I need to finish it right soon is "Faith Unraveled," which is actually her first book. So, if you're into faith-based things, it's not. She's not like Joyce Myers <laughs> at all. Like, <laughs> she's actually very progressive and uh, really cool. Um, some really cool thoughts and perspectives on religion. So, that's
0: it. okay. So, mine is very cliche. Okay. But it's The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Look at us. I'm taking it to Yeah, church. you know, I mean, you know, I know Jesus. We love God. I know him. Young little guy. He's not with you. Yes, Erica Campbell. I'm sorry. I love the Little Ratchet song. I don't mind it. <laughs> Um, But I'm also a bird So there's that <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah So I'm pretty sure that most people are familiar With The Purpose Driven Life Um, For me personally That book kind of got me into Me and my dad read it together mm-hmm. And it kind of got me into Journaling with purpose Like reading this book it made me just really think about like the way I want to live my life and the way that I want to go through life and what I want to achieve and when I want to leave here you know, my big Beyonce I was here moment and everything and honestly I was just like okay, I need to be aware of what I'm putting into the universe and what I say I want to do as opposed to what I'm actually doing and you know, making purposeful strides through life, so yeah, that was that one Neato
1: I read that book, too. I liked it. It was cool. Cool, cool. Sorry. Okay. Ooh, Name okay. a book that was classified as nonfiction but you thought was a lie. So I changed, I changed mine from what I told you it was going to oh, be. Oh, okay.
0: So, mine is called Heaven is for Real. <laughs> and it's about this little boy who, I think he had a surgery and he said that while he was in surgery he went to heaven and he met God and many other apostles and, yeah, you know, um, he was in heaven walking around with everybody and, you know, getting daps from Jesus and everything. And so I'm very skeptical of people in mm-hmm. general, and I'm even more skeptical of children. <laughs> when it comes to something like this because when they were talking about like oh he said that you know he was wearing x y and z and he saw god and his robe was this color and that color and i'm just thinking like he's describing everything that he saw in the illustrated bible that you guys read with him because they were you know a christian family the father i believe was a pastor Mm -hmm. so it's Mm -hmm. not like this child wasn't brought up in the word but i don't know just some parts of it i was like i don't know how much of this is what the child is saying to you or if you've embellished a bit on top of what he said to you.
1: You know that you were right, right?
0: You said I'm right?
1: Yeah, because the little boy came out and was like, yeah, so that didn't really happen. Did he? (laughs) (laughs) He's much older now, and he's like, no, I just said that.
0: So, it's okay. And then it was
1: so late, because, you know, he had to go with it.
0: Right. I was just like... Um, uh, so many people like that I know, Uber Christians, as I like to call them, are like, "Oh my gosh, this book is so amazing!" Like one of my aunts who is heavy into, you know, like Christian literature and everything, she's like, "Oh my gosh, you gotta read this book, niece. It's just so powerful." I read it, and the whole time I felt like a heathen because I was questioning like every single like, mm, "No, no. Mm, that's a lie. Yeah, oh, you lying, you lying, Colton, you lying." I feel bad about accusing <laughs> like a four-year-old a but I'm like, uh, sweetheart, no. It's funny. It's true, though. So, yeah. Heaven is real. Apparently, Colton did not go to heaven.
1: Yes. I have, heaven is a liar. Let's see. Mine was the current Stephens books. Both. <laughs> 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 Confessions of a Video Vixen and... What was the first Vixen one?
0: Diaries. Vixen no, Diaries.
1: No, Confessions was first, right? Confessions mm-hmm. of a Video Vixen and Vixen Diaries. So... There are others. She has written others, Ash? but well, yeah, there's How to Make Love to a
0: Martian. Oh, uh, there That's is about Wayne, ain't it?
1: I think so. I have not read it. <laughs> I, had to, I had to get the control of myself. And there's vindic- Vindicated: Confessions of a Video Vixen. Ten years later, which actually comes out June 2015. Oh, okay. So, anyway, Confessions of a Video Vixen. A <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Confessions of a Video Vixen is um, the story um, autobiography the memoirs of Corinne Steffens who um, is a former video ho uh, professional from you will know her from um, some Jay-Z videos I think she was in the Big Pimpin' video, she was in the Mystical video, she was a girl with the short hair, the topless with the rawhide pants on I believe. She's in a couple other videos, and she talks a lot and spills a lot of tea about rappers and their business. She was basically um, in these um, situationships with some rappers, (laughs) and she talks about her life, and how she came up, and how she was abused, and how she kept doing all of these things with these rappers and she would be doing drugs with them and kicking it with them and doing all these things and but then nobody at the end of the day they all had money and they'd go home to their houses and she was poor and not doing well sometimes and nobody would help her you know so it's like i'm partying with you i'm going living the life with you and then when the when the weekend's over, you drop me off at my Toyota, and you go about your rich <laughs> life, and nobody helped me and my son. So I um, believed some of it. Some of it I did not. Some of it has turned out to be very true. And uh, some of it I just was like, girl, okay. Especially the parts where like she claims that she walked in, on or she knew about uh, big tiger and tyson beckford and them having a sexual relationship and it got really her description got really graphic i did not believe that and some of the other things she wrote about like um her and jay-z i didn't believe that either but i don't know that was just my own personal discernment (laughs) that the lord (laughs) has bestowed upon me but she might be telling the truth i just did not believe her so those are my the other we got time yeah we're doing okay Yeah. yeah Okay. I think so. Name a favorite mystery or thriller.
0: Okay, so uh, I don't know if these necessarily fall into this. They're kind of mysteries, I guess. I don't know. There's the author, Valerie Wilson Wesley, and she wrote this series of, yeah, I guess they were like P.I. detective novels, mm-hmm. um, starring this woman, Tamara Hale. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't pick just one, so I just said that entire series. Okay. show <laughs> yeah. sure enough. Yeah, it's like, um, and I hate to do this because I hate when people say, oh, so-and-so is the black so-and-so, but it's like she's the black Stephanie Plum. Okay,
1: never read any Stephanie Plum books either. I, I read my
0: first one this year, which okay. is the
1: only reason I can make that comparison. <laughs> okay. Mine was The Lincoln Lawyer by Michael Connelly, and mm-hmm. I had never read any of his books, and I did not know that this was a series, and I didn't know he wrote these type of books on a regular basis. All I knew was there was a movie coming out, and it had Matthew McConaughey and Ryan <laughs> Felipe in it, and I wanted to be ready to be on time for that this was mouthy mcconaughey before he won an oscar and he was less obnoxious and then ryan felipe who was just <laughs> forever 21 so <laughs> it's a really good book it has a really good plot twist in it i from what i understand like i said i don't read a lot of these type of books these kind of you know you know where they write 50 of them a year but i heard that this was the best or one of the well more well written ones basically he is a lawyer they call him the lincoln lawyer because he works out of his lincoln And he um, is basically trying to defend this um, young man who is kind of rich. He's arrested for attacking a woman. So there's a twist, and then there's another twist. And it's a really, really, really good uh, kind of suspense legal thriller, if you like legal thrillers. I might actually read um, book two in this series, and I'll tell you why. I've been trying to find lighter, easier books to read because the last You know, 100 books I read have really just (laughs) been taxing. (laughs) So maybe I'll get more into those. All right. Okay. Um, Can we skip down? Sure. Because I think one of the ones, the total surprise, we've already was one of yours. Okay, never mind. Just go ahead, go straight.
0: No, I was gonna say the the next one is guilty pleasure. Okay. Name a book that you've read as a guilty pleasure. It's ironic that you named the Corinne Stephens book Mm -hmm. as one that you thought was a lie because my guilty pleasure book is from a counterpart of hers, Hmm. Carmen Bryan, the chick who was Nas's baby mama and also fooled around with Jay-Z. Okay, was that any good? Uh, It was terrible. (laughs) She didn't have no juice, no tea? No tea, not one drop to be spilled of that good... Lipton.
1: No, not okay. really.
0: Like I, I was expecting it to be way better, and it was just like, okay, girl, I get it. Like you fucked up for them. Okay, cool. Hmm. Huh.
1: Mine was Bergdorf Blondes by Plum Sykes. I read Bergdorf Blondes a long time ago. I was going through some phase of my. 20s, where I just read everything that was like super rich, you know, I was into the chick lit that was like super rich um, um, ladies in New York. And so I read Bergdorf Blondes and I picked it up one day and it's actually, I really liked it, like I read it really quickly and it was just kind of stupid and light, but I just love the lifestyle and we're going to Neiman's since you get our hair dyed and we're going to, I don't know I just really, really liked it, I don't even remember what it was about, so that's all I can give you, but Bergdorf Blondes, <laughs> that's one of my favorites <laughs> Another one that I really liked was ever, Everything Worth Knowing by Laura, and who wrote Devil Wars Prada
0: Oh, Weisberger?
1: Yeah, I can't ever say her last name. She had a, her second book was called Everyone Worth Knowing and it was about a girl who worked in PR and it was just kind of like a behind the scenes look at that world. So it was kind of stupid but light and fun and okay. So. Okay. Now we can skip around. Let's do name the longest book you've read.
0: So I'm a bit ashamed when I found out what this actually was. Mm -hmm. And this is just going via my Goodreads. Okay. (laughs) Oh God. Michael Jackson, The Magic, The Badness, The Whole Story by Jay Randy <laughs> Teraborelli. Why are you ashamed of that? Because this book was trash because of who wrote it.
1: Jay Randy tries his best to give us the tea, even if he tries, has to make it up. And he <laughs>
0: Although even I remember when just thinking about that now, I wonder if that Oprah book was this long. I don't King know. King I didn't read the book. But yeah. So that was apparently the longest book that I've read. Um, mine would At least have since to. I've been on Goodreads. Okay.
1: Mine would have to be Roots. Roots as long as hell, y'all. <laughs> it's good, though. But, I mean, it's like you can read it and then, like, read the first part and then take a month off and come back and read the second part. It's like eight books in one.
0: It's certainly as long as the movie.
1: Yeah. But it was good. I finished it. Praise Jesus. <laughs> so, there you go. Roots was mine.
0: All right. So, uh, the next one is, name an Oprah book club selection that was a disappointment. Do you want
1: me to go first? Mm-hmm. Um, mine was The Reader. It was more mm-hmm. kid porn. Mm-hmm. Some <laughs> <laughs> trial molestation tales. I don't care if it was set in World War II, blah, blah, blah. It was a little boy and a lady doing it a lot. Mm. So, <laughs> it was, made me uncomfortable. I also read this one on or listened to this one on audiobook back when I first started listening to audiobooks on iTunes. And... It was gross.
0: So mine was Freedom by Jonathan Franzen. And let, oh, me, tell you what, let me tell you why God. I was disappointed. I'm <laughs> going to tell you why I was disappointed. I've not read the book. So it's not that I was disappointed by the book or the contents within. I was disappointed because he went slap off when she selected his book. Gosh, what is uh, Another book of his that he wrote. She selected for an earlier book. Correct. Yeah. And he went like you know, thanks but no thanks actually. And so I was like Like, Like, why would you I wouldn't girl, I wouldn't I wouldn't have had nothing else for him.
1: Girl, Jonathan Frenton is a hoe anyway, so Whatever. I didn't even get into that. Name a book. Oh, we're almost done. Shit. We might as well just do the rest of them. Name a book on the shelves not written by an American. Um, I just looked up at my bookshelf, and the first one I saw was On Beauty by Zadie Smith. I really liked that book. I didn't have any expectations about it, but it turned out to be completely different than what I expected. And, of course, it's really well written. And On Beauty, I bought the book, and I had the book on my shelves forever, and then I lost it. Remember, I, I never told you guys about the roommate that stole all my books. So it was stolen. And then I listened to it on audio some years later, and then I bought it again. I've never I've had the physical copy twice, and I've only listened to it on audio book. It's very strange. Anyway, it's a good book. On Beauty by Zadie Smith.
0: Okay, so mine is Love, Anger, Madness by Marie Vu Chauvet. And I bought it because Edwidge Danticat told me to. Oh, you gotta. <laughs> I haven't read it yet. So, I don't know much about it, but I know briefly from the blurb or whatever what it's about. Um, And it's three stories. First, it's about this woman named Claire, who is the eldest of three sisters who live in a home. And because she's dark and unmarried, she's a servant to the rest of her family. mmm Yeah, and so um, it says consumed by an intense passion for her brother-in-law she finds redemption in a criminal act of rebellion. In the second part, Anger um, a woman named Rose is forced to sleep with a soldier to prevent a government takeover of her father's land and then the third part, Madness Renee, who is a young poet, finds himself trapped in a house for days without food, obsessed with the souls of the dead, and stealing himself for one final stand against authority Hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to read that pretty soon, actually. Hmm,
1: cool thing. I'm going to get
0: into it. I'm going to get into it. All right. Let's uh, see. We, we skipped over one Now I want to go back to. Yeah. Yeah, name an author whose book you'll buy without hesitation, whose name is not Toni Morrison or Chloe Wofford. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I picked Jennifer Weiner. I don't know. I just do. I had to think about it. Is there anybody that... I do that and I think I have Ever since I've discovered her Writing a long time ago I will pretty much buy I've bought every book that she has Not really knowing what I was getting myself into It used to be Eric Jerome Dickey But then you know Things started to happen So,
0: mm-hmm. so mine is Terry Jones Oh yeah, her yeah. too mm-hmm. Abs- Whatever, she could write my name In a book 500 times And I'd be like, mm-hmm. done, it's the best book ever
1: I got on the Tayari train late in life, so Silver Sparrow was my late in life, late in the game. So uh, <laughs> Silver Sparrow was my first book of hers, so I couldn't honestly say, but I probably would. That's true. We are uh, we go up for Tayari here on Better
0: Than the Movie. So Indeed. <laughs> one more. One more. Is that right? Yes, the last one.
1: Name an American classic that you loved. I chose In Cold Blood by Truman Capote. Ooh, great Um, choice. Yeah, I love that book. Um... It is, first of all, I had read some Truman Capote, like, short stories or whatever before, and I didn't know much about him. And then one day, just me being me, I picked, like, his biography from the library, like a big, thick biography on Truman Capote, and I was obsessed with Truman Capote for a minute. And so <laughs> I read In Cold Blood. And I watched a movie, two movies about him, and then I finally read In Cold Blood. And it is, he's the first to do sort of the um, narrative nonfiction where it's a true story but it reads like a fiction book and it's a really really oh it's just well written like come on like I know it's not true. I know that it's probably not true, but when I put my tinfoil hat on, I kind of low key think that maybe possibly he did write To Kill a Mockingbird. Don't email me. Mm. I'm sorry, but he's. I, you know what? I'm going to not take that back, but let me wait until Ghost Set a Watchman comes out and see. Let's all just see. Because I just. The simplicity and the clarity in his writing. Uh, quote unquote voice, is just consistent through his work, and then it just, like, if you took her, if I never knew Harper Lee wrote To Kill a Mockingbird, you it's, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying what I'm saying.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, mine was Ethan Frome by Edith Warden. Okay. Um, Super random pick, I know, but it's, uh, despite being an English major, I did not read a lot of American classics, part mm-hmm. one. Well, white american classics um, part one part two is that it's one of the few books that i actually remember from high school liking on the first read and so when i saw that question i was like mm, yeah that's an instant yes mm-hmm. um and ethan from is about this man who his life is just trash all the way so he has a sickly wife and they live on a farm in, like, Massachusetts or something. But his wife is sickly, and so, like, she can't help out with the farm. And so they bring in her cousin to help help him get through or whatever. But uh, eventually he is trying to get in on the cousin despite having this sick old wife. And he's just – Ethan is just a mess. It was like soap opera in, like, <laughs> pioneer times. <laughs> <laughs> it was just ridiculousness on top of ridiculousness. And I just remember it being like real trashy and very um, novella esque. And yeah, I was hmm. here for it.
1: Okay. Okay. And did we get them all? We did. That was fun. We did.
0: That was fun.
1: If you guys liked the episode and you would like to see us do some more, give us some categories because I I feel like we could have went forever, but I'd like to know maybe some harder ones. I would do that one again. That's fun. Hopefully you got some new books to add to your TBR. If you have not heard of any of these before, you gave a lot that I had not heard of. All right, we're doing good on time. Let's go ahead and tell the people what's what and who's who. We are better than the movie. You can find us at betterthanthemovie.com. We are on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BetterThanTheMovie. You can email us at BetterThanTheMovie at gmail.com and you can find us on Twitter. Twitter. At, there you go.
0: At Oh. T- <laughs> yeah. uh, also, if you want to give us some feedback, again, yeah, we think it would be really fun to get y'all to be interactive. So if y'all want to give us a phone call and leave us a quick little message, you can reach us at 210-816-2886. All right on. Oh, I think That's we did That's everything. It.
1: Alright, we will see you guys next week. Peace.